Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Samach Bez, Daf 62 of Masech Yoma. Daf 62, uh, multiple azazels. That's fun, right? If you have, uh, yeah, multiple um, azazel goats. So, how does that work? We'll get there. Just a sec. Uh, then we start a new parak. Which parak? The sixth parak. Six of eight. Not bad. Moving along. Um, same. What the heck does same mean? Oh, yeah. Exactly. The the goats of Yom Kippur, the, like the Sari uh, Lashem and the Sari Lazazel, we want them to be similar, to look similar, to have similar value. Um, and towards the end, we get into a the sugya of Shchutei Chutz. When you slaughter um, Kachim outside of the Besamikdash, so what happens if you slaughter the goats of Yom Kippur outside of uh, of the Azara? So, Chever. That's what we have on today's daf. Let's, let's get started. On Samach Aleph, Mudbez. Where do we start? Who can tell me where we start? About two, four, six, seven lines from the bottom. So it says Tanan Hasam, but the Gra changes it to Tanur Abanon. Let's go Tanur Abanon. V'chulam Metamim, Begadim, V'nesofin, Abes, Hadeshen. All of them make your clothing and are burnt by the base What is this talking about? It's talking about when you have multiple Sa'ir Lashems. Because we've been discussing what happens if the blood spills out on the floor at a certain point. So let's say he uh, did the whole blood thing in the Kodesh Kodashim and then oops, blood spills out on the floor. So we have to slaughter another cow, let's say, and um, bring its blood. And then you'll sprinkle it by the parochas. What happens if after that it spills on the floor? So now you got to bring a third cow. And take its blood, and then you'll put that on the mezbah. So now, what do you do with these three cows in the Maise? So, right, because now you have three dead cows that use their blood for the different stages, but what, what do you do with them? So, it says, So, all three of them, you schlep outside of, as Rashi points out, all three encampments, so outside of the Machna Yisrael even, and you burn them there, and the Kohen who burns... I think it's the Kohen who burns it. Certainly whoever burns it um, needs to wash his clothing and then he becomes Tameh until the evening. Okay, so all of these animals that were slaughtered in order to use their blood in the service of Yom Kippur, so these animals you schlep outside of the Shalosh Machnos, you burn them there and whoever burns them, his clothing becomes uh, Tame and um, oh I'm sorry I think I said that he's Tame till the evening I'm not sure about that but his his clothing his clothing is Tame okay fine my Chacham Omer is the Chacham say Eimetam Begadim Benesof and Abesadeshen Ela Achron whereas the Chacham's opinion is that it's only the last one meaning if you had one cow you slaughtered it Used its blood for the in the Kodesh Kodashim, and then it spilled on the floor. 
So he took another cow, used its blood by the parochus, and it spilled on the floor. So then he took a third cow, and he used its blood for the mizbeach. So, according to the Chacham, you would only schlep out the last cow to the Beis Adeshen, and the person who burns it, his clothing becomes tame. So that only applies to the last cow, since, what do you say? Ho'il v'gomerbo kapara. Since the kapara, the atonement, was completed with the last cow, or imagine it could be a goat as well, if, if need be. So, so, um, the last one is what you burn and the fellow who burns it becomes Tommy. Alright, sounds fun. Bamine Ravame of Nachman, Rava Asakasha from Mizrebu of Nachman, Kamasiri Mishaleach. You hear that, friends? So, you hear that, friends? You hear it, right? What happens in these cases that we've been talking about. Meaning, when the blood spills on the floor and you have to bring a new animal. Because each animal, ah, interesting. So this, so this really would be shaykh to the, um, to the goats, right? So meaning, so if you had a goat, la shame. And then after the Kodesh it spills on the floor, so you bring a second one. And after the Parochus, it spills on the floor, so you bring a third one. Now you have three dead goats. Now, each time you brought a new goat, you had to do new lotteries. You hear that? So basically what would happen is, you had your first pair, you had your goat, you had your two goats, then you drew a lot, you drew lotteries. One of them went, Lashem, the other one went Lazazel. They slaughter the goat, that's Lashem, they brought its blood into the Kodesh Kodashim, they did a, a, a vote in the Kodesh Kodashim, then it spilled on the floor. So it spilled on the, the blood spilled on the floor, you don't have any blood anymore. So you have to bring a new goat. We don't just bring one goat, you bring two new goats, and you make new lotteries, and you get, and now, one of them is Lashem, one of them is Lazazel. And then you take the one that's Lashem, you slaughter it, you use its blood by the parochas. If that spills on the floor, now you bring another two goats. And you do another lottery. One of them is Lashem, one of them is Lazazel, the one that's Lashem, you slaughter and you use its blood for the Mizbeach now. Now at this point, in this scenario, you have three goats that are Lazazel. Three, three goats to drop off a cliff. So, what do you do? Do you take all three of them? Do you take one of them? Chavah, what do you think? So, How many goats, in this case, do you drop off a cliff? Omele, Rav Nachman responds to Rav, Well, you want him to send the whole flock? One! Omele, To which Rav responds, What do you mean? It's not such a silly question. I mean, would, what, would, would we expect him to burn his entire flock? And yet, we see the opinion of Rebeloza and Rebshim in that you would schlep out all of the goats or cows mistama outside of the camp and burn them. So just like you would schlep out all the animals to burn them, I could argue that let's also send all of the azazels that we have to be dropped off a cliff, the mice. So midami, to which the Gemara says, come on, apples and oranges. When it comes to the goats, Lashem, it doesn't say oso, it, one specifically. Whereas in the context of Lazazel, it says, Lashalach oso Lazazel, to send it Lazazel, implying that you're only sending one, not more than that. Okay, so therefore, we would only send one of the goats to be dropped off a cliff.
So now, the question is, which one do you drop off the cliff? Do you drop off the first one? Do you drop off the last one? So we see it's Taka Amachlokas. I'm reading again. So it says of Papi in the name of Rava that you drop the first goat off the cliff. Whereas if Shimi says the name of Rava that you drop off the last one off the cliff. Now says the Gemara, I have an easier time understanding the opinion, the position of Rav Shimi in the name of Rava who says that you drop the last of the Azazel goats off the cliff. I get it. Because that's the goat that basically made it past the finish line. Right? It was the last pair of goats in this scenario that you slaughtered the one that was Lashem and you um, used its blood uh, on the Mizbech and sort of completed the Avoda with it. So its counterpart, that's Lazazel, is the one that you drop off the cliff. This is the pair that we end that that takes us past the finish line. But according to a puppy in the name of Rav, who says that Yitaka dropped the first goat off the cliff, why? The first goat is old news. Its counterpart, that was Lashem, its blood spilled on the floor, yet it was replaced with a new one. So therefore, a puppy in the name of Rava, how come he's saying that Taka, the first goat, you drop off the cliff? What, you know, I, the first one's old news. So, Savala Kribyosi Dama Mitzvah Barishin. You hear that, friends? Rupapi, the name of Rava, holds like Kribyosi, whose opinion is Mitzvah Barishon. That, it, that, that, that it's preferable, it's a mitzvah to use the first one. Hey, Rabbi Yossi, where does Rabbi Yossi say that it's a mitzvah to use the first one? Ilema, Rabbi Yossi de Kupis, oh, ever. If you're going to say that it's Rabbi Yossi by the Kupis, the Kupis from Mesech Toshkol. The Tanan is learning the mission of Mesech Toshkol, Shalosh Kupis, Shalosh Shalosh Sayin, Shabayim Tarmin Asalishka. That, right, everybody would do their, uh, give them, give their machzis a shekels. And then at three times in the year, they would move all the shekels into the this lishka, into this office, and then they would put them into three boxes. And on each of the boxes were written Aleph, Beis, and Gimel respectively. One box said Aleph, the other one said Beis, the other one said Gimel. Vitanya, and we learn in a bright. So Amr Yosi, Lama Kosovalein, Aleph, Beis, Gimel. Says Rabbi Yosi, how come they had to label them? Leda is a man, Nisumarishon. So Rabbi says, so that you'll know which one was, 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 uh, true mud first, Kailu, to know that when they took the coins and put them in the boxes, which was the box that got filled up first. So that you'll use the money in the first box for purchasing Korbanis. Since it's a mitzvah to use the first one. So there, so, so you see that Rabbi Yossi's opinion is mitzvah berishon, that it's preferable to use the first one, as we see by this kupis in the context of the shkalim. So therefore, um, based on this, Rabbi says in the name of Rava, that when you have these three potential goats to drop off a cliff, drop the first one off the cliff because mitzvah berishon, preferable to use the first one. But did I skip? No. 
You hear that? Maybe they're different. Because when it comes to the shkalim, the boxes that they would uh, uh, put the shkalim in, so once they filled up the first box, the first box was ready to go, even though the uh, box two and three haven't yet been set up. Haven't, the money hasn't yet been put in box two and three, but once you fill up box one, it's ready to go. And therefore, I can understand why Rabbi Yossi would say that the, it's a mitzvah barishon that preferable to use the first one, since the first one was ready to go before the other two were ready to go. However, by the goats, the goats only become ready to be dropped off the cliff once all of the avoda with the Sayyir Lashem is complete. Which means that when you had the first pair and you designated one Lashem, one Lazazel, and you were doing the blood work in the Kodesh HaKadoshim with the Sayyir Lashem, the Sayyir Lazazel wasn't yet ready to be dropped off the cliff because the avoda wasn't yet complete. And then when the blood spilled on the floor and you brought another pair and you were throwing the blood of the Sayyir Lashem in, uh, by the Parochas. Again, the second Lazazel goat was still not ready to be dropped off a cliff because the Avoda was not yet complete. Only once the third pair was brought and the blood of the Sayyir Lashem was put on the Mizbeach, at that point is the Avoda considered complete. And at that point, now we take a look at our Sayyir Lazazels and we say, wait, we now have three goats that we could potentially drop off a cliff. Which one do we use? But they, all three of them only potentially become usable only at the time, only once the Avoda of Yom Kippur, all the blood work of the Sayyir Lashem has been complete. Until then, none of them are, are ready to be dropped off a cliff. And therefore, it's not like the first Sayyir Lazazel was ready to be dropped off a cliff before the other two. All of them sort of became ready to be dropped off um, at the same time. So therefore, who says that Rabbi Yossi would necessarily say that it's a mitzvah barishan? I understand by the Chuma Salishka, the first box to get filled up was ready to be used, even though the other two hadn't yet been filled up. But when it comes to the goats, they all become droppable um, as you know at the same exact time. So, so we don't know that Rabbi Yossi would say Darton that um, you would that that, that you would Mimele use the first one. And Rabbi Yossi the Pesach. So says the officer, the Gemara suggests, what, what about this? Rabiosi's opinion in the context of Korban Pesach, the Tanya, Hamafrish, Pischo, Ve'ovar, Uwawah, Fun Sugyas, end of the ninth parak of Mesechta Psachim. Tamuris, a fellow sets aside an animal to be his Korban Pesach, and it got lost. It didn't want to be a Korban Pesach. What else did it want to be? I, I'm not sure. So So if you have a fellow who set aside an animal to be a Korban Pesach and it got lost. So he set aside a different animal to be a Korban Pesach. And now you find the first one. So now you have two potential Korban Pesach. And now you have two Korban Pesachs that are fit to be offered. So you, the Chacham say, look, choose one and offer that. You can use whichever one you want. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Mitzvah Barishin, Rabbi Yossi says, it's preferable to use the first one. And then he points out, but if the second one was nicer than the first one, let's use the second one. But what do we see? So we see that Rabbi Yossi's opinion is that all things equal, it's pre- preferable to use 
the first one. Now, this is a case, you know, when it comes to the Korban Pesach, of course we know that the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, Midor it really only kicks in after Chatzos, which means you, you had set aside an animal for your Korban Pesach. It got lost. You then designated a different one. Neither one was ready to be offered until Chatzos of Erev Pesach. Now, you had set aside your first animal, it got lost. You set aside a second one in, uh, to replace it. Now you found the first one. Comes Chatzos of Erev Pesach, you now have been, you know, right away now, at the same time, you have these two animals that could be your, that, that you could use as a Korban Pesach. Now, before Chatzos, neither one was usable because it wasn't yet Chatzos. It wasn't yet a mitzvah to do the Korban Pesach. Only once Chatzos comes, all of a sudden now you have two potential animals to bring as a Korban Pesach. Rabbi Yossi says, use the first one. Boom. So we see that in our case also, when you have the multiple goats that could be dropped off a cliff. So we see that even though they all become droppable at the same time, i.e. once the avoda is complete with the Sarel Hashem, nonetheless, says Rapapi in the name of Rava, that he holds like Rabiosi who would maintain that you would drop the first one off the cliff because mitzvah barishin. Givaldik. Hajan Allah Chotziulo, we will come back to you, Per Chotziulo. And now we begin. The sixth parak. Shnei Seire Yomakipurim, the two goats for Yom Kippur, the Sarla Hashem and the Sarla Azazel. Mitzvah Shiyu Shnei and Shavin, so they should be similar. Bimare, in their appearance, Uvkoma, in their height, Uvdom, their value, Uvkichasun Keechad, you should buy them at the same time. Bafal Pishain, Shavin Ksherin, and says the Mishnah, but you know what? Even if they're not, you know, exactly alike. It's, it's still kosher. And even though we said that you should buy them together, if you bought one today, one tomorrow, it's also okay. You hear this, friends? So you have these two goats. You bought them, you set them aside. They were going to be, one of them was going to be Lashem, one of them was going to be Lazazo. One of them dies. So if, the one that died, died before the lottery, so before it was determined which one was Lashem and which one was Lazazel. So just posh it, bring one more goat, and now you have two. You haven't yet done the lotteries, so just replace the one that died, and, and, and that's that. However, if the goat died after already the lottery and after it was determined which one is Lashem and which one is Lazazel, Yovizug Acher. So now you taka bring another pair. As we were saying earlier. Viagulalem, Batrila. And now you do a whole new lottery with the new pair. So again, you had initially brought one pair. You did a lottery. You determined which one, one of them was Lashem, one of them was Lazazel. And then one of them died. Either the Lashem or the Lazazel, one of them died. So what you do is, you bring two new goats and you do a new lottery and once again, you determine which one is going to be Lashem and which one is going to be Lazazel. Viyomar, and he says, Lemaisa, im shalshem meis. So in the event that the, uh, that we're talking about where the Sari Lashem is the one that died. So, Zesha'Allah, Allah, Agor Lashem, Iskayim Tahta. So in the event that it was the goat, meaning we know which one died, right? Meaning 
he brought two goats initially. He did a lottery, determined which one is Lashem, which one is, was Lazazel. So in the event that the sorry that's Lashem died, so he now brings two new goats, does a new lottery. One of them in Mele is going to be Lashem, one of them is going to be Lazazel. He says, okay, this one that is Lashem is to replace the one that was initially Lashem that died. And if the goat that died was the goat that was Lazazel, so then, the goat from the new pair that he brought, that was determined by, through the lottery to be Lazazel, will replace the initial Azazel goat that died. And now what do you do with the, with the extra one? Right? Meaning one goat from the first pair died. We now brought two more goats to replace them. We really only need one of the two goats to be the replacement. So now you have an extra one, right? If the, if the Sar Lashem is the one that died and you replaced it from one of the new ones, well now then you have two Lazazels. And if the Sar Lazazel died, so now you have two Sar Lashems. So the Mishnah says that the extra one, it doesn't say which one is the extra one. The Gemara is going to ask, but the extra one, so So we know about this. So the extra one just grazes until it gets a mum. Once it gets a mum, you sell it. Its money now takes on its holy value. And the animal now you can slaughter and eat once it has a mum. Because a communal offering does not die, right? We had, we've also learned a few times that there are certain cases where a korban chatas, for example, if its owners die. So there are these cases where the chatas, uh, you just push it, starve it to death, Lamaisa. So, so, but that does not apply to korban seabors. And therefore, um, this uh, extra goat, we don't starve to death, we just let it graze until it gets a moment. Rabbi Omer Thomas. Rabbi Yudah says, no, Lamaise, uh, this extra one, you just starve it to death. The old Omer, Rabbi Yudah, and Rabbi Yudah also said, Nishba Chadam, that in the event that, let's say, uh, you have the two goats, one Lashem, one Lazazel, and the blood of the Sari Lashem at some point spills on the floor. So the Sari that you had set aside Lazazel, you have to, uh, kill. And if the Sari Mishtaleach, Dies, well then the blood of the sorry Lashem that 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 you're using, you gotta spill on the floor. Okay. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabban. The Gemara says the Rabbis taught. Yikach shnei seire izim. That the pasuk says that on Yom Kippur we take shnei seire izim, two goats. Now for the Gemara miut seire shnei matam alomer shnei. You hear that, friends? The Gemara points out that the minimum of Si'ire, which is plural, is Memele too. So, I don't need it to say Shnei Si'ire Izim, just say Si'ire Izim, goats. And Memele, I know that the minimum number of goats is two, so I have it. And I can know that it's two goats even without writing two. So why write two? Matam Loma Shnei, so then how come it says two goats? I could just know that on my own. Shayu Shnei Shavin. Period. 
that they should be the same, like we saw in our Mishnah. That the reason why it says Shnei is to teach that both of them should look similar, should have the similar height, similar value. Now, how do I know that even in the event where they don't look alike, it's okay? So the Pasuk says, in the context of Yom Kippur, Sa'ir twice, Reba, to include, you know, even if they don't look alike, it's still okay. Wait a second. So let's get this logic straight. So basically the Pasuk says Shnei to say that um, the goats should be similar. But it also says Sa'ir Sa'ir. And because it says Sa'ir Sa'ir, Reba to include, that is how we know that even if they don't look alike, it's still okay. The implication being that if we didn't have Sa'ir Sa'ir, if we didn't have this Reboid to say that even if they don't look alike, it's still okay, the assumption is that I would have had the half a minute to think otherwise, that without Sa'ir Sa'ir, that if they look different, it would be a problem. But because of Sa'ir Sa'ir, it's okay. Why should that be? Like, where do we learn out that this should be the case? Where, like, what makes us think that this idea of Shnei to say that they have to look similar is something that's Ma'akev? That if they look different, it'll be a big problem. That we need Sa'ir Sa'ir to say, no, don't worry about it. But why should I think that like it's, it's something that is Ma'akev? So the Gemara says, well, the Pasuk says in the context of the Sarah of Yom Kippurim, Shnei three times. So I might have had the Havim to say, well, it says Shnei three times. The, Gemara, the Torah means business. The, Gemara, the, well, the Torah is pretty serious about the fact that these goats need to mamish be the same. And therefore I would have had the Havim to say that if they look different, it's a problem. Therefore the Pasuk said, to say no, even if they look different, it's okay. But now that the Torah says sa'ir sa'ir to say it's okay if they're different, well then how come it says shnei three times, which implies that it's not okay if they're different? It says shnei three times because one is saying that ideally they should look similar. Ideally, they should have a similar stature, and ideally, they should have the same monetary value. But if they don't, it's okay because sorry, sorry, Reba, givaldik. Everybody got that? You know, lemaisa. What it means is that you should try to get goats that look similar. But if they don't look similar, it's still okay. Now we're gonna apply this to two more cases. It's mamish the same mahalach. We're gonna apply to two more cases. We also learn like this in the context of the sheep of a Mitzorah. Of course, the Mitzorah uh, on day 8 of his purification process. So he brings three sheep. So right, two kevases and one kivsa. The two kevases, one is an ashom and one is a chatos. And then the, uh, I think that's correct. And then the kivsa I think is an ola. Did I get that right? I hope so. Akuponim. So it says that the so there's these two kevases. So 
So Tanami Gabe Kivse meaning two kevases and one kivsa. So it says also by the two kevases of the Mitzvah, Yikach Shnei Kvasim, that he should take two kevases. Miut Kvasim Shnei, Matam Loma Shnei. So Memelish Kvasim is two. His plural is, which the minimum of plural is two. So why does it say Shnei? Memela, I know it's two. Why does it have to say Shnei? Shehu Shnei and Shav. Well, these two sheep should look similar. Uminayin, Shaf, Api, Shein, Shnein, Shav, and Ksherin. How do I know that even if they're not the same, it's still okay? Tamloma, Keves, Keves, Reba. Well, therefore it says, Keves twice, to say even if they're not the same, it's okay. Time to Rabbi Rachmana, Hello Rabbi Rachmana, Havmina, Psulin. To which Sigmar says, wait, so only because it says, Keves twice, to say, to include that even if they look different, it's okay. If it would not have said Kevis twice, then I would think that it's a big problem if they look different. What makes you think that? Where do you see that this should be a game stopper? Or show stopper? Whatever. Well, I would have thought to say T-Yexiv. Well, it says those T-Yexiv. So T-Yexiv, it should be like this, I may have thought to say. To say that if they look different, it's a big problem. Now the Gemara says, okay. But now that we have keves keves to say that even if they look different, it's okay. So why do I have the word tiya, which implies that it has to be a specific way? With the other halachas of Mitzorah, they have to be exact. But these um, sheep that he brings, if they look different, it's okay. Alright. We also have a similar mahalich when it comes to the birds that a Mitzorah brings. Now these birds are on the day that the Mitzorah becomes, you know, no longer, finishes his afflictions, his tsaras. Right? Now we, we've seen a number of times the, the ki, the, the uh, kine Mitzorah, which is basically like the kine yoledes, and the kine zovim, that that is, if he, if the Mitzorah cannot afford to bring sheep, the sheep that we were just discussing, so then he could bring two birds, one lechatas, one lola. This is not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about right now is a week earlier. On the day that the Mitzorah stops having tsaras, so on that day, immediately there are two birds that are brought. One of them is killed, then you take the other bird, and the eight erish, nitalas, you dip it in the blood, the whole thing. So we're talking about these birds on, on day one, on the first day of his purification process. Tziporim, miut tziporim, shtayim atam So the Gemara says, wait, tziporim is um, plural. So why do I need it to say two? Memele, tziporim, the minimum of tziporim is two. So I don't need it to say two. Shiyu shtayin shavos. Well, they should look the same. How do I know that even if they don't look exactly the same, it's okay? Well, the Pasuk says, Tzipor twice, to say that even if they don't look the same, it's Peseder. Time with Rabbi Rachmano, Hello Rabbi Rachmano, Psulos, question mark. To which the Gemara says, wait, so the only reason why if they look different, it's okay, is because it says Tzipor twice, implying that if it didn't say Tzipor twice, I would think that it's a big deal. And if they don't look exactly alike, you're in trouble. 
What makes us think that the requirement for them to be alike is a showstopper? So the Gemara says, well, Sakadat Chamina, I may have thought to say, TXIV, right? Of course, as we said the other, uh, a few minutes ago, that, um, the puzzle says those TXIV, uh, now I'm forgetting the word. So I may think it has to be this way. And if they look different, then it's a problem. Right? And therefore it says, Tzipor Tzipor to say, no, even if they look different, it's okay. So Frek the Gemara, now that we have the Limud of Tzipor Tzipor to say that even if they look different, it's okay. So then how come we have Tia, which would imply that they would have to be similar? So the Shaivah Yosel Shemitzorah, that's regarding the other, uh, uh, you know, halachas of Mitzorah that they would have to, uh, that they're Tzma'akiv. Okay? How you guys doing? Good, right? Iyachi Gabetimidinami. It's not frektig imara. So we just gave three examples of where we had a plural word, we said, I already know that it's two. Why does it say two? To say that they have to be similar. And then we were saying, well, even if they're not similar, it's okay. Right? We made this whole limud from the fact that you had a, you know, tziporim is memele time. It's, you know, it's like that. So now, if that's the case, why don't we use the same mahalach and say, by the korban tamid, korban tamid shoshachot, korban tamid shobain arbaim, nami name, let's say, kvasim miyut. I'm sorry, kvasim. It says, in the context of the korban tamid, kvasim, sheep. So, of course, the minimum of kvasim of sheep is two. So, how come the Pasuk has to say explicitly two? So, why don't we say, well, because it'll teach us, like in the other examples, that the two sheep every day should be similar. And then we'll say that, and even though, how do we know that even though they're not exactly similar, it still works? Well, therefore, it says keves keves twice to say that even if they're they're different, it's still okay. But really, right? But what? But really, they should be similar. Why don't we say that by the korban tamid? Why don't we use the same limud by the korban tamid and say that both sheep should be similar? And if they're not, it's okay. But but they really should be. So and for the gemara. Because we have a different thing that we learn out from Kvasim, etc. Right, it says, of course, by the Korban Tomit, So we learn out from Shnaim Layom, two during the day, to say that it's Knegadayom, that it's like the day. The east, right, the sun rises in the east. So we bring one in the morning when the sun rises in the east, and the evening when, when it sets in the west. Like the day. To which the says, wait. How do I know that when it says Shnaim Layom, it means that it's like the day? And we're going to explain what this means in a second. But, you know, basically, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, but also the location of where the animal should be based on where the sun is. How do I know that that's what it means? Maybe it means that Shnaim Layom, you have to, you have to bring two every day. Nothing to do with the morning, the night, the sun in the east, sun in the west. Nothing to do with that. You have to bring two to two every day. That's it. But when the Pasuk says that one of them you'll do in the morning, 
The other one you'll dafka do in the afternoon. Harichova sayom amur. Oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, I keep on mixing that up. So, so when it says you'll do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, so that is how I know that you have to do two every day. So why does it say davka shnaim layom? What do we learn out from shnaim layom? Kineged ayom. That teaches that it has to be like the day. Kate said, what does it mean that it has to be like the day? Tomat shal shachar ha yonishchot akein tzvonus mayrovis. That the tomat shal shachar was slaughtered in the northwestern corner of the Mizbeach HaChitzon because the sun in the morning rises in the east, which means that it casts a shadow towards the west. And therefore, to stay out of the shadow, he would go about as far west as he can to get out of the shadow. And therefore, he would slaughter the Korban Tomit in the north of the, of the Azar, because all, uh, Kadshe Kachim are Shkitasim Batsafon, you have to slaughter in the north. But it would also be Davka the northwest to get as far west as he can, um, out of the shade. And then when he's slaughtering it, there, there were these rings on the floor of the Azara, so they would dab, not use the one closest to this Be'ach, but the second one. And the afternoon offering was slaughtered in the northeastern corner on the second ring also to get it as far east as you can go because the sun was setting in the west and um, they're casting a shadow towards the east, so go as far east as you can to stay out of the shadow. Musaf and Shabbos vaded to each and see you shnei and shavin, and then the and the 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 brayse then concludes, uh, and it's not clear if this is a chova or 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 if or nice to have. Rashi says that it's a mitzvah; it's more of like a nice to have. But then on Shabbos, um, the 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 uh, the kvasim for the for the musaf, those should should actually look similar. Those should look similar. So, so we see that we have a separate limud when it comes to, um, to the Korban Talmud that we learn out from Kvasim. So, so, so we don't do that Mahalach that we did with the, uh, uh, goats of Yom Kippur and the goat and the sheep of the Mitzori, etc. Alright. Sounds fun. Tony Rabbana, the rabbis touch, Nesiire, Yoma Kippurim, Shashachatan Bachutz. You hear that, friends? Slaughtering Kachim outside of the Azar. So let's say you have these two goats, you set them aside that these are going to be the Syria Yom Kippur. These are going to be the goats that the Kohen Gadol offers in Yom Kippur. And then you slaughtered them outside of the Azar. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. So if he slaughtered these goats before the lottery happened, so you had set aside these goats, so they're, so they're kach, right, right, they're, 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 they're hectish. You had set them aside. But you had not yet done the lottery, and then you slaughtered them outside of the Azar. So chayev al shneim. So you're going to be chayev for both of them for shkut echutz. Mishahigul alein. But once the lotteries, once they did the lottery, and we know, and it was determined which one is la Hashem, and which one is la Zazel, so in that case, he will be chayav for the goat that is lashem and will be potter for the goat that is lazazel. Let's go fight your shtickle. Now, Frank Gemara, one second. We had just said that 
if he slaughters both of the goats before the lottery, so he's going to be high for shchut echutz for both of them. In order to be high for shchut echutz, this has to be an animal that you could offer as a korban right now. So let's say I set aside a korb, an animal that it should be, I don't know, an ola or something. And then I slaughter it outside the azar, so that's shchut echutz. Because it's ready right now to be offered as an ola. I slaughtered it outside the azar, shchut echutz, it's a problem. But these two goats that you had set aside to be the um, Yom Kippur goats, what can I do with them right now? I haven't even done the lottery yet. So I can't use them right now. So then why when I slaughter them outside of the Azara, am I high for Shchut Echutz if these are animals that aren't able to be used as the, uh, for, for the Korban yet? Says of Chizda, well, since these goats can be used, yeah, sure, not for the avoda in the Kodesh Hakodashim, for the Sarla Hashem, Sarla also, because the lots haven't been done yet. That would have to be done first. However, there's a Korban Musa that you could, right, 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 that's offered on Yom Kippur. And these animals could be offered, could be used, as they are right now, they could be used for the Musaf offering on Yom Kippur. And that is why you're chayib for shchut echutz when you slaughter these goats, even though you have not yet done the lottery because, yeah, they might not be usable as the, for the Sarla Hashem and Sarla Azazel pre-lottery, but as they are, you can use them already for the Korban Musaf on Yom Kippur. But the Gemara says, one second. But how come we're saying that these goats you'd be high for shchutechut since they could be used as the korban musaf? But how come we're not saying wait that you're high because they could be used as the sarel Hashem? Because you haven't yet done the agrola. Well, guess what? La sarel naizeh b'chutz nami lo chazid mechasu avodas ayom. gemara, but technically you also can't. Use these goats for the Korban Musaf either because you haven't yet done the Avodah Sayom. It's not yet time to offer the Korban Musaf. You first have to do the Avodah and the, uh, the, the Sarla Hashem, Sarla Azazel. So Kilu, just like you can't use these goats for the Sarla Hashem because you haven't done the lottery yet, well, you also technically can't use them for the Korban Musaf either because you haven't done the Avodah Sayom of Yom Kippur yet. So the Gemara answers, So the Gemara answers, well, Rav Chizda holds that there isn't Mechusr Zman Levobayom. For same day, we don't consider it not yet its time. Meaning, since the Korban Musaf is going to be offered that day, yes, you're going to be doing the Avodah of, of, of the, of, of the Sari Lashem, Sari Lazazel first. But since it's all going to happen on that day, it's not considered Mechusr Zman, and therefore we consider it as though these Korbanis can be, these animals can already be used as is. And therefore, if you slaughter these goats pre-hagrala, pre-lottery, you'll be chayv for both, for shchut echutz for each of the goats, because each of the goats can be used for the korban musaf that day as is. If it's post-hagrala, if the lottery has already been done and it's already been determined which one is lashem and which one is lazazel, well then the one that's lashem is ready to be offered 
as a korban Lashem. And therefore you'll be high for Shkut Echutz for the one that is Lashem. The one that's Lazazel, you're not, you're not going to be slaughtering as a korban. You're going to be dropping off a cliff somewhere. So therefore, if you slaughter that one outside of the Azara, you're going to be potter for Shkut Echutz because this isn't something that, that, that was going to be offered as a korban in the, in the Azara. Amr Ravina says, Ravina Asher, the Amr of Chizda Mechusa Agrolek Mechusa Maise Dami, says Ravina, now that Rav Chizda is clearly, his opinion is that since, you know, in the event that the lottery has not yet been done on these goats, so it's considered a Mechusa Maise, it's lacking something in doing the Korban, and therefore it's go, therefore you can't be Chai for Shchut Echutz for the Sari Lashem, since the lot has not yet been done yet, and he has to say it's because of the Korban Musaf. Well, then how the Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, well, that which of Yehuda says the name of Shmuel, Shlom, Shashachton, Kodum, Shnitchu, Dalsus, Ahecho, Psulin. That if you slaughter a Korban Shlom before the doors to the Ahecho have been opened yet, Psulin. That Korban Shlom is possible. Shnemar is the positive success, Ushchatu, Pesach, Omoid. That you'll slaughter by the entrance to the Oomoid, Bismanchu Pasuach, Vlo Bismanchu, no. It has to be Pesach Oomoid, it has to be when the Oomoid is open, not when the Oomoid is closed. And therefore, if you slaughter a Korban Shlomim before the doors of the Eichel are open, it's possible. Well, in Shachtam Bechutz Kodim Shniftachu Dasus Eichel Potter. My time of Chuzah Psichach and Chuzah Maisadami. Well, says the Gemara, if, the, if, if, if Rav Chizda is saying, that when you haven't yet done the lottery, it's considered like Mechusar Maise, even though it's not something specifically related to the goat itself. It's more like a meta thing. You have to do the lottery to determine what the goat is in the first place. So, based on that, we want to say, well, also when it comes to the gates of the Heichel being open, that we say that if you slaughter a Korban Shlomim, when the gates of the Heichel are not yet open, when the door to the Heichel is not yet open, so the Korban Shlomim is possible, even though the, the, the gate of the Eichel is not directly related to the Korban itself, it's more of like a meta kind of thing. So also we would say that if you slaughter a, a, a Shlomim outside of the Azar, so it's Shchut Echutz, but it's pre the gate, the doors of the Eichel being open, the doors of the Eichel are not yet open. So I would say also that it wouldn't yet be considered Shchut Echutz because it's lacking a Maise, just like the just like the lottery would be considered a maise, so also um, the heichal, the doors of the heichal being open, would be considered a maise that's re- that, that's necessary to be done in order to um, enable this uh, korban. And if you slaughter the korban before the doors of the heichal are open, it would be considered mechusar maise, and you would be potter for shchut echutz chevre. That was the samach beis of mesechta yoma. So the uh, daf began with saying that all you know in the event that. Um, like the blood spilled out from the goat, so we bring new ones. So we say that all of the there's machlokas between Reb Shimon and Reb Lazar on the one end who say that all of the goats that we now had that you had to slaughter because the blood kept on spilling on the floor. So you schlep them out to the outside of the shalosh machnos and you burn them, and whoever burns them, uh, his clothing becomes tummy until the evening. We said that now, as we slaughter these sayur lashems, we also are accumulating sayur lazazels. So Rava asked Rav Nachman, how many of these Sari Lazazels do we take out? So we basically proved that because it says, oh so, you're only going to be taking out one of them. Okay. Now which one? So a puppy says in the name of Rava, based on Rav Yossi, 
that you take out the first one because mitzvah barishon. Whereas if Shimi says the name of Rabbi Yutaka, take out the last one since the last one is the one that sort of really got us past the finish line. That was the one associated with the Sar Lashem that you uh, applied its blood to the Mizbah Chazav ultimately. We started a new parak. We learned that the um, goats on Yom Kippur should really all look the same, have the same height, have the same value. Um, we had a whole thing about, but if they look different, it's still okay. We applied that also to other scenarios. And then we discussed Shchute Chutz, which is interesting. And we said that if you slaughter the goats of Yom Kippur outside of the Azara, outside of the Azara, so that's what's called Shchute Chutz. So if it's pre-lottery, so then, if it's pre-lottery, so you be high for both of them. Because says of Chizda says they could theoretically be used for the Korban Musaf. If it's post-lottery, you'll be high for the Sari Lashem because that's ready to be offered uh, in the Besamitash, you'll be part of the, for the Sarla Azazel because the Sarla Azazel isn't ultimately going to be offered in the Besamitash. Chavit, that was Dav Samuk Bezov, Mesech Yoma. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good day. Cheers.